Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adiwumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. I pray that the Lord will give us understanding today so that we can comprehend what He is trying to teach us. In the radio line, I want you to listen closely to this exhortation. I want to talk about the rest that God planned for mankind. In Hebrew chapter 4, we see the mention of there is a rest still awaiting us in Genesis chapter 2 after God created all that he, he did in the six days and the Bible said on the seventh day God rested chapter 2 Genesis chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them and on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made now that rest that was mentioned in Genesis chapter 2 day we can those Bible scholars will tell you that that actually is prophetic that is, is we are not saying that God didn't do it in seven in the seven 24 hour day God can do it everything in a, in a minute if he if that's what he chose to do however the book the book was recorded in codes and this actually is prophetic the sixth day was symbolizing what God is going to do for 6,000 years. A day will last 6,000 years. Six days then is symbolizing 6,000 years of, of humanity upon the earth that God created. And on the seventh day, which is also symbolizing the 7,000th year, the Bible is prophesied to us in the book of Genesis, God rested. See, God is saying, not that God will rest, God rested. So, it is prophetic. And you can see why in the book of Revelation, like I always say in my, in my presentation, the book of Genesis, the first, and the book of Revelation, the last book, are ordered and ordained and uh, authored by the Lord. In the book of Genesis, He told us how it all began. And in the book of Revelation, He told us how it will all end. And we can see in the book of Revelation chapter 20, how there was prophesied, there will be a 1,000 year reign of Christ on earth. In Revelation chapter 20 verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them. And judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands and they lived and reigned with christ a thousand years 
Now that thousand year reign of Christ is what we call the millennium. That is the la- one thousand year of peace on earth that God is promis- promising us in this book of Revelation chapter 20. That is actually what was being prophesied in the book of Genesis that on the seventh day God rested. Which means the first six thousand years of mankind upon the earth, God is walking. That is prophesied by God did this thing. And I have made a sermon where I actually notated what happened in each thousand year that was actually prophesied in that Genesis chapter 1 that was summarized almost like a like a content page of a book God said this is what is the preponderance of what is going on in the first thousand years the preponderance of what is going on in the second thousand years and so on and so on until you come to creating man and the creating of man in the sixth day it's not talking about the creating of Adam it's creating of the sons of God that are going to be in the image of God which is the, the church the first fruits that we see also in the book of Revelation chapter 12 that man shall cut up to the throne of God that is symbolizing the first fruits of the God who are actually the people that are the saints of the Most High God that we arrive at the stature of Christ those are the sons of God and that is what God was prophesying in the book of Genesis also so that's a different sermon but I'm more or less talking to the Father this seventh day rest of God is actually prophesied in the book of Genesis and we see an affirmation of that when the Lord Jesus Christ was preaching about in Galilee and Jerusalem and they were asking him that he was violating their Sabbath and Christ was telling them that my father walketh either to and I walk. In short, he was telling them that you are thinking that God has rested and on the sixth day. What is he doing since that seventh day? If you are assuming that God created this world in six literal days, 24 hour days, and then on the seventh day he rested, then what about on the eighth day? What was the Lord doing since then, since the eighth day till now? So, but God was prophesying, God is walking up till now. And that's what Jesus Christ said, My Father walked either to and I walk. That is, God is still walking. And the six days or six thousand years of man, God is walking. God is busy answering prayers. All these troubles and crying and tumult crying unto God is making God to walk. But he said, On the seventh day, God rested. Because that will be the millennium rest of God on earth. When Christ will be reigning, there shall be no more wars. The Bible said, that we will not be any any die anybody dying during that one thousand year reign of Christ. No disease, no sickness, because Satan will be locked up in the bottomless pit, according to the book of Revelation, chapter twenty. That will be a temporary place until the devil, Satan, will be transferred to the lake of fire after a brief period of testing the dwellers on earth again. But that you see that in the book of Revelation, chapter twenty. So the Lord Jesus said, "My Father walked it out to, and I walk when it." When he called him God his father and they were saying, he even called him, say God, he called God his father and they were angry at that. Now, that was in the book of Gospel of John. Let me go further right now and talk about the same rest of God Apostle Paul in the book of Hebrews was pointing out to us to make us to see that there is still a rest. It is not, it is not the seventh day creation race that people were thinking about it was a prophetic race let's read it in the book of hebrews chapter 4. i will read from verse 1 say let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us 
of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. And let me go to chapter 3 and, and talk a little bit about what Apostle Paul is saying from verse 12. Verse 15. While it is said, Today, if ye will hear his voice, adding not your hearts as in the provocation, for some, when they had, did provoke, albeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he grieved forty years, was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness, and to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. So when God was saying they should not enter into his rest, that was in verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost said, Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Now that verse 11 where the Bible said, God said they shall not enter into his rest. What rest was God talking about then when he said they will not enter into his rest? Was he talking about the rest that they entered into the, into the Canaan land? Is that the rest what God was talking about? Or was it a rest that is still to come? Verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 4. For we which have believed do enter into rest. Now what rest are we talking about? As he said, As I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. The works God created, he said they were finished from the foundation of the world. But he still said they will not enter into my rest. So what rest was he talking about? Verse 4. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. And God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. Verse 6 said, Seeing therefore it remained that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Verse 7, Again he limited a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, today if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Joshua is, that actually should be translated Joshua, son of Nun. He said, if Jesus had given them rest, then will he not afterward have spoken of another day. There remained therefore a rest to the people of God. Verse 10, for he that is entered into his rest, he also assists from his own works, as God did from his Therefore, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Now, what rest are we talking about? So you can look at it in several ways. When God promised or swore to the Hebrews that that left Egypt and did not enter the promised land, he said, Lest I will not they will not enter into my rest. You can say which rest was God talking about. Now we know he was not talking about the rest, the seven day rest of creating the world because he was telling through Moses I swear in my Lord they will not enter into my rest now could that be 
entering into the into the Canaan land. That is all that he was talking about. Because yes, they didn't enter to the Canaan land because God promised them that they would not enter in, but they were able they were all destroyed. Their carcasses fell in the wilderness. And in a way, if they have entered Canaan land, that will be a form of a rest. Why? Because in the wilderness they were traveling, they are tra they were traveling, no water today and uh, walking and living in tents and that was labor but there was a rest waiting for them in the Canaan land so that will be a form of rest God could be swearing that they will not enter into my rest but if many thousands of years after they have entered the promised land God say again they will not enter into my rest so now he's no more talking about the coming into the Canaan land from Egypt now God is saying there is still another rest which he was referring to which we can say now God was talking about the millennial rest of Christ reigning upon the earth which will be Christ reigning through from Jerusalem so now you say well all those generations that you swear they will not enter into his rest how will they miss, miss it since they were already dead God said he was going to raise up all the dead in Christ remember that so if any of them that was in that generation missed the mark that they were not raised with the righteous then they will miss the 1000 year reign of Christ on earth so you can see that's another another way God can be referring to his rest that these people that offended they will not enter into his rest now we, that is the, the, millennial, the millennial rest now there is another rest that is also applicable when God is talking and that is what Apostle Paul was saying that anyone that has believed has entered into a rest will you believe in Christ you have entered into a rest First, verse 10 of Hebrews chapter 4 for he that is entered into his rest he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his so that if we believe in Christ there is a rest that comes with believing Christ deliverances that he gave to us the peace of mind say my peace I give unto you my peace I live with you that is a form of rest a rest in the spirit you are no more afraid of going to hell that is a rest in itself it's a state of mind a state of being that can be classified as a rest because you are assured of heaven you are assured of salvation that can also be referred to by God when, said, when you are overcoming sicknesses and diseases it's a form of rest when you have all your needs met it's a form of rest when you have been delivered from sin in salvation being born again is a rest so that also is a rest that god can also be that can be applicable when we are talking about the rest of god and walking in victory in the christian life is a form of rest a rest from all the struggles and sorrows of life so that is also applicable so that is one of the reasons why we said we need to to see what the Lord Jesus Christ meant when he said let's they enter into his rest Isaiah chapter 65 let's look at Isaiah the book of Isaiah chapter 65 and see the millennial rest that was prophesied where we know that that is a form of rest when God said himself will rest from all the people crying and groaning and crying unto God for help for mercy because of the pains and struggles on earth Isaiah chapter 65, we begin from verse 17, describe what will be the situation on the earth and the heaven and the earth are the millennium. Verse 17 said, For behold, I create new heavens 
and a new earth. And the former shall not be remembered, nor come into mind. Amen. But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing, and her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of crying. Now, notice that, notice that. When there is no more weeping or crying in the city, he said, no more. So, that's a form of rest. And that is describing what will be taking place in the day, in the, in the millennial reign of Christ. Verse 20 said, There shall be no more things, an infant of days, nor an old man that has not filled his days. For the child shall die an hundred years old. Wait a minute here. God is saying, if somebody die at 100 years old, they will call him a child. What does that mean? God is restoring man back to the days of Adam, when they all lived to be 900 and something years. Remember, he said there will be 1,000 year reign of Christ on earth, a reign of peace. And God is restoring the last sermon, some of the sermons I preached recently, I talk about restoration. And just like I said, human beings degraded from the time Adam lost the glory, which he was to have immortality, never to die. When he lost that, he was given one day. He said, In the day that thou eated of the tree, the same day thou shalt die. So that was why he died short of 1000 years. He died at the age of 930, I believe. That 930 years. Close to one day, but he died before he could, he could get to the 1000 year mark. Now, since then, that generation died in that range. The, the one that lived the longest was Methuselah, 969 years. And then he died. Then after a while, God cut it down to 120 years in the book of Genesis chapter 6. And so Moses and that generation, they only get to 120 years. But before Moses, they were going to 175. Moses has, wrote, has written it in Genesis chapter 6. That's only 120 years. Abraham lived to be 175 years. And the generation of Abraham in that generation were in that 100, 200 years. But at the time of Moses, it was now 120 years. It was coming down, down to the time of David. King David was now 70 or 80 years. According to the book of uh, Psalms, Psalm 90, it's only 70 or 80 years. He said the strongest among them will be living up to 80 years. But now God is restoring. God said, I will restore. And gradually, knowledge is increasing and in our generation right now, in the, in the year 1990s, year 2016, year 2017, people are medically helped and now able to be living into the 90s, 110, 115, the Guinness Book of Records, few that are living past 100 years, again to 110, 104, 105, we went to the, to a home for the, for the, for the seniors, some years ago, and we met a woman that was 104 years old. And things like that, we were praising God with her, and she was still strong and healthy. So we know that God is restoring it, whether gradually, but what He's planning is for spiritually to restore man through the grace of God. But those are the ones that doctors were helping to, and now they were taking care of themselves that they were living to be one and something. But God said, I will restore, said the Lord, the years that the cankerworm, the palmerworm, the caterpillar, and the locusts have eaten. 
my great army that I send among you. And I mentioned in that shah, in that sermon, that the great army you are talking about is actually, God says, I send it among you. What is causing diseases? They are living things. Germs, bacteria, viruses. They were living things, trying to live in a human body that was killing human beings. Not so. But now, if they were living things, God created them all. And say, God said, my great amigo shall stand among you. So, you can say, God said he will restore. He's going to pull those things away from man. And the gradual changing it is what he is promising to the saints of God. We saints of God are going to be gradually changed from glory unto glory. Unto the image of the Son of God. So, by the time it comes to the millennium, he's saying they will almost live for over 1,000 years on this planet. Earth. 1,000 years on this planet. And that is what Isaiah was prophesying in Isaiah chapter 65. And he said, Verse 20, there shall be no more than an infant of days. That is, infant of days means that they, does that mean they won't be having children? No, it doesn't say they won't be having children. It said a child will die at the age of 100. That is, if, he, if somebody died at the age of 100 years old, they will say it's just a child. Why? Because people are living to 500, 600, 700 years old. So that's what, I, that's what Isaiah was prophesying here. See, but the sinner being 100 years old shall be a cause, which means. Because the saints of God will be ruling on, on the earth in those days. If anyone continues to be in sin, that this, like this one does not look like he is going to repent, look like he is a seed of the serpent. That's why it's not changing. With all the great teaching, great teachers of the gospel that are living and con- that are controlling the world. And if somebody is still in his sin continuously, the Bible says he will be cut off at the age of 100. That's why they call him a child. And the Bible says they will give 100 years test. And if he's still in sin, so a sinner being 100 years old shall be a cause. Verse 20. Verse 21 continues. He said, And they shall build houses and inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyards and heed the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another heat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people. And my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain. Now bring forth for trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. And shall come to pass, that before they call, I will answer, and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Verse 25, the wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock, and dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, say the Lord. Now that last verse could be also symbolic, but it also could be literal, that the wolf and the a lion will be eat and the lamb will be feeding together in the on earth and that, that because God can shame their appetites and their diet that they will no more be eating one another. They will be eating plants. Because what makes them to want to want to eat flesh instead of plants, something in their brain. But God controls all these things. God can touch something in their brain and they are no more interested in eating flesh. They want to eat grass and plants. So, God is prophesying that for the millennial rest when Christ shall be reigning upon the earth. And we see that that is part of the rest of God that was prophesied in the book of Genesis. Now, when you go to chapter 4 of Hebrew that we are describing and we can say this rest also can be applicable to me rest from our labors, rest from sickness and diseases, rest from all the pains and the struggles and sorrows on earth, which actually God said, they also we rest for that 1,000 years reign. God is resting for that 1,000 years reign while Christ is reign upon the earth. 
and the saints are ruling upon the earth. Satan is locked up. Let's read that in the book of Revelation chapter 20. Because that will be a rest indeed when there are no more demons running around. Amen. Praise God. That will be a rest indeed when there are no more demons to cast out because they are all locked up. There will have to be a rest indeed when there are no more sicknesses nor diseases. So we will not need hospitals. And there will be no sinners and uh, criminals, burglars and all those. Why? Because those who will be living on this earth, they will be taught by the saints of the Most High God. And as the Word of God said, all of them will be delivered from sin. But if they are still a sinner, they will be cut off at the age of 100, according to what Isaiah the prophet said. But look at it in the book of Revelation chapter 20, because most of these sins, if they are not originating from the human beings, they are being passed to them from demons from the outside. But if the demons are get, gotten rid of, then human beings will behave right. And then there will be no need for jailhouses and prisons. Not so. And let's look at what the Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 20. But there will be a 1,000 year test on that. And this is what we are reading about. 1,000 year test, which we call the millennium. In Genesis, in Revelation chapter 20, I mean, we see where the devil will be locked up. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, chapter 20, verse 1, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Just an angel, the Bible called him. And he laid hold on the dragon, that whole serpent, which is the devil and Satan and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled and after that he must be loose a little season. we come to that but God is saying when the right time is up God will send an angel with a shame he will bind that spirit called Satan because he has to be a spirit, it's not a physical animal called dragon, it's the spirit that is controlling, that is causing all those wickedness and diseases and death with all its hordes. It's not doing it all alone. He has some host of demons that he is using and passing all those germs and bacteria upon human beings. Most of those germs and bacteria could be particles in the spirit world, living things in the spirit world, that if they get into a human body, they will want to, you know, they want to live, they want to create themselves. And since they are living beings, they can be spoken to. That's why we have authority over them. That in my name they shall cast out devils. Some of those living beings could be what we call in our world maybe pathogens. Maybe that's what we call viruses. Maybe that's what we call germs. But how do they get into the body? That's why some of the time the doctors can help by simply cleaning them off. Not so. Sometimes they will tell you that if you just clean it up, they will go away. But see, not if some intelligent people are bringing it to the person again. So as you clean one up, they bring some more. That will be why we have to cast the demons out. Not so. so those are all the things that God is revealing to us that we have authority over the demons and we have to exercise our authority and not give in to them. But if we if we if it is just cleaning some things up, when we clean it up and the demons don't try to bring it again, we will be free from all those troubles for a while until some other things happen. But some of those things are being done by this Satan and these satanic forces and that's why at the end, at this last time, God says he's going to bind Satan for 1,000 years so that there will be a peace on earth, a test, a trial for 1,000 years. And so that is a, the beginning of that rest, the millennial rest of God on earth in Revelation chapter 20. And then let's go again and see 
one or few things before we wrap it up in prayer because when Christ brought that rest to man, Christ will be reigning from Jerusalem and the saints shall reign with him as he said, they rule and reign with Christ a thousand years. Verse 4 of that Revelation chapter 20 I saw thrones and they sat upon them judgment was given unto them and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither has received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. On such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. Praise God. This is where we are going to stop this summer. We will continue in the next broadcast. Now, what we say is that there will be a false resurrection of the believers in Christ that are dead in Christ. So, we, if you are a believer that is listening to this, maybe you are not even sure of what is going on in your life. Maybe you are being persecuted in the Arab lands, but you believe in Christ Jesus. Hold on! Because those who are killed or, or crucified for Christ, they shall be raised again. At the beginning of this 1,000 year reign of Christ, they shall reign again and shall be raised from the dead to live on this planet and where, where those persecutors will be destroyed and they will be in hell. For the 1,000 year, those persecutors that are persecuting believers, they will be in hell, suffering the agony of hell. And when they were resurrected in the end of the 1,000 year, they will be thrown to the lake of fire. But you that is a believer, trust in the Lord, hold firm, because the Lord is coming soon. Very soon, there will be a resurrection of the just, the resurrection of the believers that are, that are dead in Christ. That's what he said in verse 4, that those who are beheaded for the, for the name of Christ, they shall be resurrected to live for 1,000 years. What a hope. What a joy. And there will be no more death for them, because that will be the beginning of eternity for those that are resurrected in Christ. And I'm believing that you that listen to me, you are hope, putting your hope in Christ Jesus and you shall live with him when he shall appear. And let me pray with you. Father, I pray for all those that are listening today that they will believe and that they will want to move closer and closer to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Write to us and we shall send you some more exhortation. And tune us again next time. Gospeldistribution.org is our website. Gospeldistribution.org